0: It's the Paul Patterson and Tom Scallon Podcast Show. They're talking the walk, and not about slappy, slappy joes. So, talk and walk, talk, talk walk, talk walk, talk walk, talk walk, talk and walk, walk show. Welcome back to episode eighteen of Talking the Walk. This is Alan Iverson, and I am Paul Patterson, and I'm Tom Scallon. We'll talk more about Alan Iverson. You know why we named it that? If you don't know why we named it Allen Iverson, then then there is something wrong with you. Um, and Jake Brown in the original music, you know both the intro and the outro. Um, Bailey Bishop in the original artwork, and Tyler Stanley for our social media with Instagram. Uh, Twitter and Facebook, and then Jill Martin, our resident fact checker, and then uh, at some point in time, whenever Jeff decides to have enough time for us, I guess, we're, we're looking at hiring a, uh, for free, hiring a marketing director.
1: Well, and we, you know, we act like we're busy, but we really know how busy he is. <laughs> I mean, football coaches aren't that busy,
0: so. Right. It's all about prioritize right? Priorities. You got to prioritize uh, your, your time. And obviously, we're not, we're not up there on the priority list for him, which is fine. You know, it is what it is. Um, non-sponsor, we'll talk more about that as we get closer to the Papa Burger section, which is the Panther Lounge. And again, we'll talk more about that. Um, we're we're stick, sticking to just a little bit of a uh, Cedar Falls theme there with our non-sponsor. That's two in a row. Eh? Um, on the podcast confessional. The first what do you think about people's bitmojis? And, and this is coming from me walking around the, uh, the cafeteria and seeing all the teachers have from Eastview, they, they have this deal where they, they've got their bitmojis up on the, on the screen. And I got to be honest with you, I don't see what other people see. That's my confessional. You see yourself in this bitmoji as, man, that really looks like me. And I gotta I I don't see what you see. And I'm struggling with that a little bit.
1: Well you know, it is a cartoon, it's not gonna be exact.
0: <laughs> well, if you saw my Bitmoji and you saw me, you would be like, Okay, I get it. Of course, I do have a you know a fairly distinct haircut. I think that probably helps a little bit. But anyway, I was just struggling a little bit this week, and and the next time you're down, whenever you can walk down there. Um, you're down in Eastview and you're checking out the, the Bitmojis, I would like for you just to spend a couple minutes and just say yes or no to the ones that pop up on the screen. Like, yes, that does look like that person. No, that does not look like that person. Well, first I'd have to know everybody. <laughs> that would help. That would help. Now, so that's a little side note. You know, the, the one thing that, that we have done that's not been very good, a, a poor job, as as we have gotten bigger, you know, and increased our size as a as a district, is we don't do the. Everybody knows everybody that's new. Whether you're at Lakewood, whether you're at Orchard Hills, wherever, we d- we don't get to see the new teachers. And so, as we start to get away from when we did that, you know, we're like what four years now from removed from that. We don't know any of the new teachers in the last four years in any other building, so we don't know who they are.
1: Well, we fill the whole auditorium full of staff now, so it's yeah. it's hard to get everybody together. And then, you know, we got to remember 10 hires per building or something
0: like that. At least I could remember a face. I may not remember their name, but I at least know, yes, I do. You know, they do work there, which if you go back to Friday, we got to go out to Lakewood, which, you know, Jill and, and Chris do a fantastic job of getting us out there. We we went out in small groups. We stayed socially distant. We were masked up um, and we had little mini pep rallies, I guess you would call that many assemblies and one of the girls walking in i'm like okay so that so the cheerleaders did end up getting to come and then as we're standing you know in our hula hoops that we had to stand in which marked our spot i'm looking around and i'm like where did that cheerleader go and then at the end of the that particular 15-minute assembly she is coming down with a class because she's a student teacher <laughs> i had no idea who she was um nothing anyway so long story short we don't know who works in other buildings. So I agree with that statement.
1: So once again, we're old. <laughs> yes, very much so. Very much so. Um, you know, I've tried, to, I've tried to make my Bitmoji fatter, but I don't want to make them too fat. I want to I be hopeful, you know, and I've I tried to add more wrinkles, but then after a while, I don't care.
0: Whatever. I think the, the hard part with the Bitmoji is when you try to do the whole body, there isn't a whole lot of body types. It's the face that's the most important thing. And can you ex- I mean, I don't know. You you just you either kind of look and yours is easy too, you're bald. It can't be that hard to to make it look kind of like you. I just yeah. I need when to you put glasses on.
1: I need to put glasses though on the top of my head. Not wearing them, but just on the top of my head.
0: Do they have that look? I don't know. Okay. The the next one you know what, I'm going to skip. I'm going to skip. I'm going to go down to glasses because that was on my list. So I try to sneak in um, some reading during the day. I, however, and, and I have reading glasses. There's no, and I'm not ashamed to tell you that I have reading glasses. However, I refuse to wear my glasses when I'm wearing my mask. I can't stand it when they fog up. That bothers me a great deal. And I make a lot of fun out of people when they are fogging up. How do you your get glasses it. don't fog up when they go like that? You got to get it over the top of your mask. That's all you got to do. It's simple. But, I, but they're regular. I wear them like regular glasses, not, not old man or granny glasses like you do at the end of your nose. You, see, that's what you can't do. Yeah. Anyway, I, I struggle with the mask fogging my glasses up. Um, anyway, well, moving on. The, thing, Human the nature. thing that
1: I, when it comes to glasses, what's most important to me is can I get them for a dollar?
0: Okay. I did minor prescription. So not. They're bifocals or by whatever. You
1: could have gone to the dollar store and got yourself 17 time magnetism, whatever, and you'd be good.
0: Yeah. Well, okay. So long story short in, in how you do, yes, I could do that. They are basically for me keeping book at basketball games. So I can look up, see the court, and look down and have it magnified is basically where it comes from, as opposed to looking like you do right now. The like glasses at the end of the nose and you're up and down, up and down. Look up, look down, look up, look down.
1: I don't up, think that's your biggest issue if you're talking about keeping book. I think it's why it takes you 45 minutes to add up the totals. I'm terrible at math.
0: That's easy to figure out. And I'm not ashamed to say that either. I'm bad at math. I don't care. Um, so, Jody Radigan, Dr. Radigan, and I were having a conversation last Friday. We're standing in the lunchroom during B lunch, and there is not one kid out of their seat. There is not one kid that's that's overstop, you know, overcrowding the table. They're not sitting next to it. So they are four to a table, spaced out. It is not very loud. And obviously, you know, we're 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 hybrid, so we have, you know, half the kids there, but there isn't anything going on. And I just told Dr. Ranning, I said, you know, isn't it funny how human nature we have 3,000 good things happen to us in a day. One bad thing happens, and that's the only thing we can focus on. We have hundreds of good kids, great kids in our building from 6 through 12 in our secondary campus. And unfortunately, we spend so much time worried about just the one or two kids that, that give us issues. When, you know, on Friday, we had so many things going on that were really good. And it was, I just told her that it was time for us to, to maybe focus on that a little bit. Even today. You know, we had to move a couple kids, but overall, we had a really good lunchroom. And I think, I don't know why that is. Human nature for us to focus on the negative or the bad.
1: Well, there's two things that work there. I mean, you and I have always talked about the numbers that I tracked for a long time, that 7% of the population in every school is about 50 to 60% of any problems that you have, major problems, so it's a huge number for that small number of kids and you do end up focusing on that unfortunately because of the issues that they cause. You know, so I mean that's that's one part of it. Uh, the other part is if you stick 500 kids in a 450 seat lunchroom, things get wilder. Just like if you stick 28 kids in a classroom, things get wilder. You know, it um, fewer kids, it's easier to to manage, and that's you know, that's why class size makes a difference, and that's why it makes a difference in the lunchroom.
0: Even, but I'm I mean, even last year, you go back to last year, you you take, so we were in school 180 days. If I was in the lunchroom 165 of those 180 days, how many how many bad moments did we have in 165 opportunities? Not very many. I guess that's my point. We 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 just we have a lot of good things, and and we need to do a better job of focusing on that, um, and I need to do a better. So here's the next one. I'm sure you, well, you are probably not. I know Jill Martin. I can tell you that Jill Martin leaves her volume on even numbers. Um, I'm the same way. However, we we have a sound bar with our TV in the living room. And if those two numbers don't match, I freak out and I turn them all the way down to zero. And then I click individually, one, two, three, four, just to make sure that the TV and the sound bar number match. All the way up. I thought I'd share that with the, the podcast world. Well, um, that's like my
1: daughter. She only believes in even numbers on everything. Okay. But that's, that's nobody else in our house. <laughs> you just turn the volume up or down.
0: <laughs> well, I'm just saying they have to be the same.
1: What would happen if you just take like a little piece of paper or a small picture and just put it in front of one of them, and
0: then you'd never know what it was on? Yeah, I'd freak out. I'd have to go remove the piece of paper because they gotta be the same. I don't know why. I can't explain. If you can't it. see it, why does it matter? Because I know
1: it's there. But you don't know it's wrong. You're assuming it's wrong. And you were just getting done talking about
0: being positive. It has I have, I'm not assuming it's wrong. I want to assume it's I want to see that it's the same. If it is the same, then I'm happy as a lark. I don't have to change anything. I can change the channel up, I can or the, the volume up and down. We'll so go all the
1: way to zero. Make sure it's the same and then put the thing in front of it and then you just know it's
0: the same. It's not. Because the issue is the sound bar has a whole bunch of stuff around it. So if you are not, you know, and there's times where I got my arm fully extended, making sure and I'm, you know, I'm I'm aggressive with the the up or the down on the because that makes a bit a difference, right? How aggressive you are. Just like on a keyboard, when you punch the key harder, it 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 shows that you, you know, you're angry or whatever. Anyway. It does not, the, the sound bar does not respond the same way as the TV because of things that are in the way. So that's why I have to get it done. Anyway, they have to be the same number. Well, the, what people really don't know is that
1: some night during the summer, this could turn into a 45-minute conversation between you and I.
0: <laughs> it good. No different than you taking gum out of my pack in a, in a not orderly fashion. <laughs> we're yeah. moving on okay the last of my podcast confessional so friday so for for those of you that don't know i don't like shaving i have never liked shaving so i have now gotten to the point where i do i no longer shave with a razor i shave with my beard trimmer and i get down as close as it'll go in certain spots and then i use um, some guards the rest of the way the beard trimmer that i have is supposed to be you can charge it Okay, it's rechargeable, and then you can unplug it and run the, um, run it on, on battery. Charged it, start running it off the battery, and it is not going very well. Taking forever. So I get irritated. I plug in my um, cord. So now it's plugged in, and guess what? Still not working very well. So today, my new beard trimmer came in the mail. So where is this going? Well, it's going that I bought a I bought a cheap beard trimmer and now I'm 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 you know dealing with the effects of a of a cheap beard trimmer. So I am now starting to push how late I am for the day. Okay, and it's Friday morning. Typically I'd be up and gone because we'd have spirit breakfast. Well, we don't have spirit breakfast. Well, so I am now at school. I've got my apparel bag. And I've got my bag that I normally take every day. And my apparel bag is just for Fridays. I take three steps into the warrior zone, which is the north door where I enter. And I look around and the girl I look at is wearing her mask. I look up at the other kid that's in there. He's wearing his mask. I turn around and walk out because I do not have my mask. Why is it on days in which you're running just a little bit behind, you can't have the wherewithal to make sure that you have everything with you so that you don't become even more late. Well, I've, so I put my keys, my school keys, car
1: keys, school keys, wallet, or money clip, all in the same spot every night so I know where it's at. I just, I have to know they're there. there. And now... I put a mask there every single night. So I have my stack of masks. They get washed. I put them there, and I just take the mask I'm going to wear for the week for the same sort of reason, because
0: if I get going, I've got to have everything I need right there. So I got back home Friday, called Jake, tell him, hey, I'm going to be late, or than what I already am. Come back home. I grabbed two masks. Now I have one in my truck. So if I forget one, I now have have a spare. So that's it for podcast confessional. That just took forever. Um, so I apologize for everybody. Um, feedback is is a little shorter because we didn't we just didn't have very man, much feedback. Um, Dustin Crowley texted us both, right? Didn't he text us both, or did he email us? I can't remember what he did. He 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 got a hold of us. Mark Parrington always makes me giggle when he responds to our um, podcasts, you know, especially. This one, he said, you know, we basically know it's football season when you're nonsense. You know, the first 15 minutes of your podcast is talking about toilet paper and then uh, bowel issues at the uh, Scallon house. And boogers. I don't remember talking boogers. about boogers. Yeah, I did. Because remember, I told you I don't have to do booger check anymore because I have my mask on. So I don't oh, have to that, worry yeah. about whether or not boogers are hanging out of my nose. Um, Jay Brown, talked to him <clears throat> just a little bit today about it. Cole Hopkins responded. We won't talk exactly what Cole and I chatted about um, from that his response but he said he did enjoy the button um being the, the real mvp of the day um lee and misty nelson were fire pit guests for us on saturday night they stopped over and and gotta be honest i miss i miss working with lee and miss miss uh misty and lee both being in town and, and seeing them more often but but they stopped over so we got to catch up a little bit and then lee listened to the podcast and he and i were texting back and forth today um and then the one that gave me the the probably the, the and I think Gravy responded to us, too, um, somewhere. In there. Maybe he did not talk about this last one. Uh, but Brad Criswell <clears throat> was the one that was talking about routine. And his was really interesting from the standpoint that he, he does not put on, I shouldn't say, when he changes at, at home, he will leave his uniform, he'll, he'll leave his shirt untucked, he'll leave some, some aspect of his police uniform undone or not fully put on, and therefore he is not officially at work, you know, or on on the job until he gets to work. And then he finally, you know, he tucks in or he puts his his outer Batman um, belt on or whatever. And it was just a little interesting thing that, you know, basically he had to get himself in that mindset. And I, I likened it to, for those of you old enough to remember, over the top with Sylvester Stallone, where he takes his hat facing forward and he, and he switches it back you know, and then he's locked in, he feels like a machine, you know, he feels like a truck. Do you remember that little interview? I felt like that from him, whereas he is not officially on duty or at work or on the clock until he has his shirt tucked in and he has every piece of his uniform in order. So I thought that was really good as far as a routine, you know, kind of interesting little insight from him. Well, it, it sounds like a routine you'd like. Yeah, I like routines. Okay. Did you have anybody else? Feedback-wise?
1: There was somebody else, but I forgot. Oh. uh, Who was it? Somebody talked to us about not really wanting to hear our routine for an entire week.
0: (laughs) Oh, I don't know who that was.
1: I think they sent it just to me. It was like, dear Lord, you guys have a lot of stuff. Well, welcome to our week.
0: high school sports. This is the week, right? I mean, today was the day, you know, this is Tuesday, September 8th. And and today's the day as far as, uh, you know, shutting down Ames, shutting down Iowa City and shutting down Des Moines. Um, And it it just interesting what that's doing to people. You know, I can speak to ourselves. We we play Hoover, Des Moines Hoover week seven, and, and we've got a phone call to the only three teams that, that were open that week, and one of them ironically is Ames, um, but Atumwa and Cedar Rapids Kennedy. And we, we tried to get a hold of Atumwa. Atumwa has said that they've agreed to Ames play Ames in week seven. Obviously, that's going to be whether or not Ames is up and running. So then that leaves us with Cedar Rapids Kennedy. Um, and, and then Don talked a little bit today about, you know, some of the other 3A schools that might be open week seven because of some of the other 3A schools that are shut down right now and you know, whether they're going to be open or not. It, it is, it's crazy to see the scramble, you know, like Friday, Friday night, Indianola is playing Western Dubuque. Western Dubuque is coming all the way over from Epworth to Indianola to play a football game because that, that's, they're, they're the, they were the only ones available to, uh, to play. So it's, well, it's Cedar interesting to see.
1: Cedar Ravits, uh Kennedy just got shut down 14 days. Oh, did they really? Yeah. Okay. So
0: yeah. I don't know. 30, they had 30 some athletes get quarantined. I don't know if that would be good or bad. Then you know <laughs> coming out of that, so it just pay attention to the schedules, you know, and understand that that it's not just oh it's just so easy to to make it happen, you know, you, this person and and they're open, so let's go play and There's a lot of things that go and go to who we have to play, but but we're constantly checking and and trying to see what's happening, and so we're working on it. And from now, so week three all the way through week seven, you're going to find people scrambling to. find replacements not only for des moines Iowa city even cedar rapids kennedy um, Ames, at least for the next 14 days similar to to cedar rapids but you're also going to have all those other schools that get shut down similar to cedar rapids kennedy where they can't play and then how do you match up and and can you make it work so um it's just an interesting time right now
1: yeah i um saw a tweet and i can't remember who it was from but it was talking about how were we able to do baseball and softball all summer. You know, there was no school in session, obviously, but now suddenly, well, if you don't do school, then you can't do the sports. And it's not that they're not doing school, they're just doing it remotely, of course. Um, We've said it several times on here, that's just a political football. Um, And uh, it's just being used to leverage the school to either get back to 50% or your kids don't get to do this and I, it's unfortunate.
0: Yeah. Well, and and obviously the the biggest difference between baseball and softball and now is school in session. You know, we we had two football players get shut down not because they were at somebody's house hanging out with a buddy. They were they were in class with somebody that that got it and they got shut down for 14 days. You know, that that didn't happen this summer. They didn't get shut down because they were in, in Spanish with somebody. So I think that to me is the, the biggest change um, when it comes to that.
1: Yeah, but in the spring, baseball still, you had return to learn plans going on. We were doing voluntary, um, you know, voluntary education. All of that was fine,
0: but now it's not. Well, also remember, June 1 is when baseball and softball started. Technically, after most schools were done with school. So I'm not going to have a discussion or an argument about because it's all political. There's zero doubt about that. And it's not right because kids are in, in, in the middle of it. And and we've talked about that and you mentioned it, you know, you got that from Dale um, as far as what he, what he used to say. Mm -hmm. Our game Friday, you know, obviously not the outcome that that we wanted, you know, anytime you don't win that's you don't want to lose. I thought we played better, and I thought we made a ton of improvement, you know, and we, we had a chance at the end. You know, we had a chance for a, a two-point conversion to tie, or we didn't get the two-point conversion. We still had a chance to try and get, a, get an onside kick. Um, neither of those things worked out for us, and so you know, we ended up losing 25-27, but we were, at least were right there, you know, uh, made some big plays. You know, we, we scored with no time left on the clock in the, at the end of the first half, tied it up 7-7. Went up thirteen to seven, and still, um, you know, then missed that extra point, which then led us to two point attempts that did not didn't help us at all. You know, we didn't get it, and um, we were right there.
1: Yeah, I, you know, as far as uh, our game goes, I think defensively, we have to stop imitating popcorn. You know, popcorn and the old fashioned popcorn that you've
0: got to explain that to people
1: what you uh, mean well you got to be consistent you know if you think about popcorn when you used to put it in the pan with the oil you'd have one seed go then the other then, then this that's what was happening with some of the mistakes and not just player mistakes you know I sat in the coaches and said that I wasn't very, very good on Friday um, made a really bad call in third and 16 and too many men on the field when they would have snapped the ball over in their head it would have been third and 12 and that might have forced them to kick a field goal you know if we get a stop there so Across the board, little things make the difference in a tight game, and we need to get rid of the, the popcorn effect where a different player or a different coach is
0: making a, a small error that comes up crucial when you have it too many times. Yeah, and, and obviously there's a few things, you know, that we'd like to have back. We'd like to have back the extra point. We'd like to have back the, uh, the muff punt. We'd like to have back the, the fake punt. Um, you know, some of those things we'd like to have back, um, but we don't get to. And, and hopefully we continue to make improvement. You know, one of the things that we talked about this week with our kids was understanding that we really, and this year more than any other year, we want to be playing our best football at the end of the year and not worry so much about what's going on right now as far as a result. And that's hard to get high school kids to understand that. There's no RPI. There's no district championship that, that puts you in the playoffs. There's no top 16 there's no points for, you know, points again, your opponent's record or your record or whatever. It, it's Everybody's got a shot at the end. And, and that's really where we want to be playing our best. We got a big week this week, district play for us. You know, I think that's huge. Um, when you talk 3A, well, we'll just go, we'll just go um, big games from this past week, uh, in my opinion. I thought Sergeant Bluff-Lewis, Sergeant bluff Luton, and Lewis Central was a big game um uh, i do believe lewis central won like 49-21 to uh, 21, something like that it was it was <clears throat> significant i thought based on some of the chatter i was hearing i thought it was worse than that but it it was i mean it was a significant win by lewis central i thought dowling catholic versus valley was a huge game um shocked no doubt you know we we, we are thinking um you hear all this this talk about Valley and their quarterback and and the other kid that they got in and how good they are and and Dowling took care of them 22 to nothing. Um, I think that's that was significant.
1: And there was a lot of chatter on uh, Twitter about that as well before, on one side and the other way. Once the game was over,
0: yeah, it just it it was um, just interesting to see that score. And then I thought Harlan Pella was a big game. You know, the two perennial powerhouses in 3A. Pella is now 0-2, and, and Harlan has beat Pella and Grinnell. And, and, you know, again, we talked last week just a little bit how, how people are really high on Grinnell as far as how, how good they are. And so um, seeing that score um, was good. 21-18, I think, was the final of the, the Harlan, Pella score, Harlan winning. And then this week, you know, we, we play ADM, and that's obviously we're opening up district play, and I think that's significant for us. That's always big. Um, not the ADM game, but just district play in general. Obviously, because it is our first district game, uh, both of us are zero two. We we've got to figure out a way to string together enough good plays that that uh, we have a chance at the end to take care of business. Um, other big games in three A, I think Nevada Bondurant's a big game. You know, Bondurant, I think lost to Carroll week one, seven and nothing, and then they took care of whoever they played this last week, and and I think Nevada might be able, might be two and zero. So we'll see how that game goes. Um, and then I think the other big game in 3A is Glenwood-Harland. Harlan, I think that's big over there for that district. Um, you know, glenwood Harlan and, and uh, Lewis Central are the three big ones in that in that district on the western half of the state, and we'll see what uh, what comes out of that, what shakes loose. You got anything else for high school sports? No, oh,
1: I, I, the games that you picked, I think those were the big games that I was wanting to see the score. I really wanted to see the Valley-Dowling score, see what that was like. You know, we didn't get to see Valley on film. We got to see Valley on film versus Indianola. So wanted to see what uh, what the outcome would be there. And, uh, of course, Harlan Pella, kind of wondering where those two are at with things. And You can't do the comparative score thing because everybody gets better from week one to week two. And um, But we all do it. We're trying anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so and no, I thought those were two big games I wanted to see. I Lewis Central, Sergeant Bluff, I was a little surprised. I thought that would be – I know that – uh, Sergeant Bluff lost a lot of talent, but they still have a good amount of talent remaining on that roster based on, you know, playing them last year. Uh, so I thought that might be a little tighter.
0: Daniel Wright was a, a significant piece of that, that talent. He, he he could just straight sling it, you know, and, and uh, I think that makes a huge difference. Um, so that wraps up high school sports. Now we're moving on to the Papa Burger section. Uh, and first we'll talk just a little bit about the non-sponsor, the Panther Lounge. Um, you know, back in the day, Panther Lounge used to be a place during state football on, uh, on Friday night, you'd go and they always had free appetizers for you. You know, they had they had some sort of appetizer for you to, to eat. And I think that that always helped um, attract a lot of people that wouldn't normally show up there. Because anytime you I don't, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but anytime you offer free food, the football coaches, that seems to increase attendance. Um, it just does. And if you, if you make it, like, let's say you decide you're going to do hot wings, mm-hmm. that increases it even more. So That's what I was going to say. When it's wings, it's on. And it was. And that's what they offered was wings. So, you know, it, it's, a, it's a hot spot um, at state football time. The, the issue really becomes you also have to try to distinguish between I don't know. Is this derogatory when I say "townie"? Maybe. <laughs> um, when you have to, do, a resident of. Oh, there we go. Resident of of Cedar Falls. When you when you see somebody that is from Cedar Falls versus somebody that's just from, let's say, another school, that makes a significant difference in the in the in the attitude um, and the manner by which you should interact with them.
1: True. Yeah. You also have to look out for. For a guy named bob pleasant (laughs) (laughs) yes you do
0: yes you do oh goodness gracious that was that was a very fond memory um would have been 2008 by the way 2008 (laughs) when that happened anyway panther lounge you know if you get a chance stop by uh when you're in the cedar falls area and like i said we're, we're hanging with cedar falls pretty heavy here with our uh with our spots but panther lounge is a good place to uh Stop by, say hi. You can get a picture with the panther in the corner if you want. You know they've got a portrait of a of a panther. Nothing wrong with but, that. And they are huge. You and I, panther supporters.
1: You might have to head uh, north for the next sponsor, non-sponsor. Just a little bit north and east of there. West.
0: West. Excuse me. Yeah. Right. Are you talking family? Yeah. Yeah. So it would be west. West. Yeah. <clears> they <throat> have to. Um, so if you couldn't tell, based on the title of Alan Iverson, this podcast episode is about practice. We're going to talk practice, and I am talking practice. By the way, I had to go back through and listen to that again. I don't know how many times he says the name or the word "practice, but it, it's got to be upwards of 50 um, in just that little two-minute deal. And then, if you go back and you listen to that interview, he is working the crowd because as as he keeps saying practice more and more people start to laugh and as he hears them laughing at him saying practice then he continue he thinks that he needs to say it more and it, and it's almost like an old comedian you know where he's working the room where he can hear that and it is it's comical he was a showman oh yeah and he was a gamer i don't care what anybody says he was a gamer Yes. that's what he was so basically what i wanted to do was talk about we we just had our uh, um we just had a pop-in guest uh little hugh
1: yeah. hugh, hugh gabriel rolled in
0: yeah um <clears throat> basically talk about our setup you know how do how do we go through practice and and obviously we're different than any other school because this is it, it's unique to us this is how we do it and i don't want you to think that this is the right way to do it this is just our way of doing it and so if you've got something that you want to throw our way as far as practice goes and, and what you do, then, then go ahead and give us a shout and let us know. And give us some feedback on that. Um, but understand, this is, just, this is what works for us. And, and also remember, you know, between the two of us, this is 24 years of working together. You know, from the time we did freshman football in 1997 all the way until now, this is you and I working together and trying to, trying to come out with this plan. And then you add everybody else in there, you know, here, here recently, and this is just how it goes. So for us, I think the first thing you need to know is you need to know we're, we're one way. Um, and, and we try to do that as much as possible, you know, as, as far as what we've got set up. And so that makes things just a little bit unique for us as to how we go through and, and do practice. But we always start the uh, – always start the day – with quote of the day basically we give announcements whatever our theme is you know and this week it just so happens to be confidence is the theme for our week this week and and then we we have some quote that that ties into that but really it's about announcements and making sure we're all on the same page and one of the things that i make sure i cover which i think is important is our schedule so i give i give our schedule for monday on monday and then i also cover what we're going to do on tuesday and wednesday and thursday and friday and saturday and then on Tuesday, come back and give a little bit more detail to Tuesday, but then also review again Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So by the time we get to Friday, they've heard about Friday for four days. And then they're, then they're living it. And it just keep repeating it so that they keep hearing the same thing over and over again. You know, like, for instance, this Thursday, we're out back because the, the middle school has their first game, and we're always in camp gear and shells. Anyway, so that's the first thing we do. Do you have anything for that?
1: Well, sometimes there's also uh... – father Paul time.
0: There could be, there, there was a little on Monday.
1: There's some fire and brimstone that can come.
0: Yeah. And, a little bit. Not, on about Monday.
1: The, not about the football so much as the other things.
0: Right. Right. And, and I thought Mondays was, was important, um, which is why I talked to him. So after we do that, then we go into PAT field goal. Um, and then we, we run through PAT field goal and, and we try to give it its own segment so that we, we practice it every single day because it's points. And it's important for us to remember that. It is points. This isn't, uh, this isn't trying to limit somebody, you know, as far as yardage and things like that in the special teams. This is us getting points out of that. And I think I said points enough that it probably was a little reminiscent of Allen Iverson. <laughs> then we get into stretching. And, and the manner by which we stretch is we get split up into our squads. And we talked a little bit right before about what squads are for us, but, but that's what we do. We are we're in our squads and we're stretching. Now, here is the real reason why we do the way that we do. We don't have people that work in the high school that are on staff. Some are not in the district. And the reason why we do that is, basically what we try to get done is allowing enough time for everybody to get there so that when we start individual work at four o'clock, we have everybody on the field. And that's really the rhyme and reason behind why we did it.
1: It also helps with our kickers. Because not this year, but in other years, it's often a soccer player who is participating in club soccer, you know, level one select soccer somewhere, so they can come kick and still get to their soccer practice.
0: Right. Good point, good point. And 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 fall soccer is what we're talking, which those of you not in the state of Iowa know that we are spring soccer for the high school. And so anything club, select. Um, ODP you know you keep going down the list of things um, is uh, is fall for us so it's not school affiliated uh, in the fall. So after we do that then we're into individual and you know individual varies day to day as far as how much time we have and, and what we do. Um, this is a time also where defensively we'll go through some sort of circuit at times and get it done. Um, and then we spend just a little bit of time Having a conversation. If we ever want to do one on ones, and in offense and defensive line, sometimes we'll do one on ones, but mostly it's the it's the quarterbacks, receivers, and the defensive backs that end up doing a little bit heavier period of of one on ones. Then from from individual, we go into inside and Skelly, you know, in which we are we're trying to execute um, a perfect play. So so those of you keeping track at home, that's not we we haven't hit any level four or five. Um, on the contact scale yet. So those of you keeping track at home, and then after we do inside and Skelly, um, then we go through and and uh, um, we do another special team, and that varies from day to day. And then from special teams, we get into more than likely what's going to be situations, and that's something where ones versus ones go against each other, and that is a that's a level of four and five. It's usually four. Um, it's not a full scrimmage. We, we try to get a quick whistle on things. Um, but it is, we, we decide what we're doing. Are, are we going first and 10, we're going second and medium, we're we going third and short, we're we going third and 10? And, and we try to mix it up and, and we try to crank it up just a little bit, ones versus ones, so that we can, we, and no matter what the defense is playing that we see on Friday, and no matter what the offense is doing for the team that we're seeing on Friday, we run us versus us at that point in time
1: well and what's always good about that is passing game wise sometimes you guys see something all week and then you see something else come friday so when you go against us you might know kind of our tendencies and things we do but we also give you some different looks that other teams don't I'm not always saying they're successful but um I've just seen you have to in some years where people are throwing different coverages and you've got to work your way through those. And that's a good, good way for you to do that.
0: Especially 2013 through 2016.
1: Yeah. Yeah. For, for us, it's a lot about um, being able to defend the passing game. If you go tempo, being able to defend tempo. I mean, some people have always asked, why do we have wristbands on? Well, we have wristbands because when you would do tempo, we couldn't keep up, so um, we went to wristbands so we could go tempo, uh, just so we were always ready in what, whatever situation that came up. And, and that segment has, has led to just changes in what we do
0: organizationally, I think. Yeah, and, and, it, and it helps get a little fire going, you know, because we, we're trying to compete with one another and we're trying to win. Uh, you know, and, and basically what we do is, and it's usually Bo or Don, that keep track. Uh, Matt does a little bit on the offensive side where, you know, out of three attempts, who had two or who had three, who had one, who had none, you know, as far as the, uh, the, the offense versus the defense goes. So, um, and then once we finish with, with, with the uh, situations and we get back to specials, we, we finish off, we do three periods of specials. We do PAT field goal every day. And then we, we take the other two and we decide, you know, and and Brandon splits them up as to uh, which ones we're doing. And then we finish with team and team is uh, us going against scout. You know, so the the JV slash sophomore run whatever offense you are going to see on Friday. And then on our end um, JV slash sophomores run, uh, run whatever defense we're going to see. And then that's it for the day. um, As far as practice goes, anything to add to that, that schedule?
1: Well, I I know our, our scouties always work hard. It's just, there's many hours spent on
0: drawing cards and I just wish people could read cards. Sometimes it's hard. I don't know why. And, and, you know, one of the things that that makes it difficult is, is that, you know, what you guys do defensively is you make calls in your own terminology to get people lined up the way that they're going to look against us on Friday night. What we have trouble with when we go scouty is we aren't necessarily telling our kids in our language what they should be running and that's something that we've got to get a little bit better on
1: well that would mean you and I would have to spend time together and you'd have to say call it this call it this call it this well yeah Zach Lipovac used to do that some and I think Jordan's getting to the spot where he
0: could he's getting better that's right inside inside looks different than team for you I would imagine yeah because I can stand there and I can tell him well no it's zone running zone yeah You, you know I'm not going to say anything else, not giving any numbers or anything, but run zone. Um, so how do we decide what to do? I, I think that's, that's probably a question that, that's on most people's minds, you know, and I think the very first thing that we have to do is we, we've got to make sure that, you know, people listening at home understand that each individual segment, so receivers, running backs, quarterbacks, offensive line, defensive line, inside linebackers, outside linebackers, safeties, and corners all have their own position group and and position coach. And it is their job, the position coach's job, to figure out, watching film, what they need to work on. What did they do well and what didn't they do well? Obviously talk to them through film and make some corrections. But at the same time, it's their job to come up with what they're going to work on an individual.
1: Yeah, and you know when we break off after our Sunday night meeting, that's mainly what we're talking about because um, three, four in general uh, adds to your level of flexibility as a defense. Uh, so that's just deciding how we're going to play certain things and and how it's going to, you know, how formations may impact what we want to do in our fits. And then, uh, for me, the luxury I think for both of us, the luxury is I turn over. Okay, this is what I want to look like, and Coach Schmitz, Coach Livingston, and Coach Campbell get it done. And they may ask me questions, but I don't have to sit down with them and go. Let's go through your entire individual. I might throw out some suggestions based on what I see, but in general, that's your job. You get it done.
0: I think that's the that's the beautiful thing about where we're at right now with our with our staff is is that the coordinators can just talk about scheme, overall scheme, and what our plan game plan is. <clears throat> but the individual work that's going to get done during that individual period every day in practice is up to those individual the segment coaches, and I think that's significant for us. Um, as we go through. you know, Now, there may be some things that I, I think need to be worked on and that will get expressed to those people that I think need to, need to hear it um, and get that taken care of. Now, another side note, I have no idea defensively what you guys are doing in individual. I have no idea. I don't have any idea. Let's let's. I'll be honest with you. I don't have any idea what Chad does in, at running backs. I don't know what Matt does at quarterback. I don't know what Jordan does at, at receivers because I trust everybody enough that they're doing something that's going to put them in a good position for us. Game time. Well, I can tell you that the quarterbacks and receivers are just playing catch. <laughs> I mean, they're not,
1: we're down on the defensive end running pursuit drills and tackling circuits, and,
0: you know, those guys are making sure that their arm's nice and loose. I know what we're doing in the offensive line world, but I can't tell you what anybody else is doing because, and I don't pay attention to it. I don't stand around during my individual period and stare at everybody else. I, it's your job, so you take care of it. Um, and, and I think that's a really good place for us to be. I think um, for me, you know, as I'm as I'm watching film, how do I decide what it is that we're doing in individual? Well, what were we not very good at? And oftentimes. it doesn't take you very long to figure it out. We weren't very good at at coming off of a double team to get to a backer. We weren't very good at getting our feet wide when we were getting ready to make contact with a linebacker. We weren't very good at keeping our shoulders square when we were pass protecting. You know, it's just a laundry list of things that we can work on. And then, and I think this is the key, we have to make it appropriate for what they're going to be able to do in a game. So, for instance, we have a we have a, a, a technique that we run, especially when we see a four man front. Um, we haven't seen a four man front in the last two weeks, so we have not practiced it in individual because they're not going to need it on Friday night. So we just we have to make it very practical. And you know, I saw here recently, and I think you and I talked about this on Twitter. the 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 guy comes and he does he evaluates practices, and when he sees a drill. And he doesn't matter. He said, I don't care who it is and I don't care what drill it is. Show me where it's going to happen to them in the game. How does this correlate to the game?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's what we're all striving for. I also think, uh, and we've said this before on the podcast, that when you get your philosophy set and you have a number of coaches that have been around for a long time, all the things that you're talking about get done because we run our 3-4, we run a certain way. Outside linebacker coach, Coach Campbell, insides, you know, Bo and Brandon with the DBs, they understand this didn't go well, this is how we fix it, no matter what we're going to, like, scheme up for the next team. I mean, there's just there's, there's some basic things that have to be done and done correctly for us to be successful in what we're trying to do.
0: Whether you're playing spread or you're playing two tight, three-back, wishbone, um, there are certain fundamentals that every group has to go through. And and it's important for us to make sure we remember that. And we're the same way, you know, from the offensive side. Um, I just think it's important for people to make sure they know, you know, when you get hired as a Norwalk football assistant coach, you you are going to be trusted to run your segment with not a whole lot of oversight. There There isn't going to be times where we're, I, I, you're not going to go stand down there on the defensive side, and I'm not going to go stand down there on the offensive side because I have a segment. However, if you, you don't get your job done, then then you know things will be a little bit different for you. But there's a lot of trust um, as far as what needs to be done and, and what you need to do.
1: Well, there could be some mocking if you don't get your job done.
0: <laughs> yeah, or whistle stealing. How about that? <laughs> I didn't steal anybody's whistle. Did you put someone else up to stealing a whistle? No, no, no.
1: That's not true. I sent people to go get the whistles. They just
0: didn't hand them out. <laughs> so where's the last whistle at? The girls had it. They still have the last whistle? No. So they had two?
1: They had, I think they had two at that point. They, maybe they didn't. They wanted to go get Spencer the whistle.
0: We're not going to talk about why. Right. He is, Well, we will, because he's the new guy. Yeah. Um, so anything else practice wise no
1: I think those are the big things I think you know um, we always have to remember that right now we feel like we have a philosophy that we like that fits our kids the longevity of coaches helps us to determine the things that we need to work on in general you know and when you don't have those things if we lost if I lost Bo and Don and Brandon and we're replaced with Matt and Spencer and Steve, uh, there'd probably be a whole lot more time spent me teaching why we do what we do. And maybe that's a, maybe that's a pitfall for us.
0: That could be, but, but we don't have to worry about it right now. You know, I mean, we're, we're, we're at the point where we are, I mean, you, you, and we've talked about this before where you, where you find yourself with, guys that have worked with you for a long time and you just know what's happening, you know, where they're going to be, you know, what, what they're going to do. Um, and I think that's significant for us. You know, the, the other thing I think that's important for us is, is when it comes to practice time, emphasizing the right thing. You know, if you came to our practice last Wednesday, um, you might not understand why I was as fired up as I was, but my, uh, My emphasis became effort and not so much execution, if that makes sense. And so I think it's also a fine line for you to walk, you know, as far as when it comes to practice, what do you want out of that practice? What's your emphasis? And for us, whether we ran a play right or wrong didn't matter. I wanted us to do it at 100 miles an hour, I wanted us to be full effort, and and we weren't getting that. So um, I think that's also a key piece when it comes to practice. Know what it is that you want to have emphasized and make sure that you get it emphasized. Agreed. Okay, agreed. So that wraps up the uh, the Papa Burger section. And again, you know, I, I don't know if I can emphasize it enough. That that's what is is unique to us. That's how we run practice, that's how we set practice up. That's how we we believe in, in our coaches and what we're doing. And so just want to make sure that people understand that and, and if you've got something, you know, that you you do practice wise that is interesting or or how you go about deciding what it is that you're going to work on, or or a or unique drill, send it to us. Let it let us know what it is because we always like hearing from people and we like you know hearing some of those things. And, and again, you know, if you go all the way back to the beginning when you and I were together and first starting going to the Glazier clinics, and well, we went to everything because we thought we needed to try and implement everything. And now we go to one or two things, um, you know, and and we just pick one thing or two things that we want to see, and then that's it. Lots of those times are, are individual practices versus, you know, versus scheme. Right, right. I agree. I agree. So as we have talked, history of volleyball was up. Um, and, and I told you it was 1989. However, that was the yearbook, which means this, this was the fall of 1988. Okay. So first coach in 1988, 40 girls out for, for volleyball. Coach Youngberg, no idea who that is, and Coach Montgomery. And I'm assuming that's Coach Montgomery, PE, physical education teacher at the middle school, I'm assuming. Julie Street was the MVP that first Hmm. volleyball season, mother of two graduates, the Endress boys. Right. Um, So I just thought that was interesting. Missing 1990 yearbook. As you know, I, that's where I always go get my, my information. 1990 was missing. 1991, we had Coach Grant. And again, if you're listening and you're on the yearbook staff, please give first and last name when you're, when you're describing people that are on, you know, in pictures and stuff. That would help. You
1: should, you should tell Mrs. Nebby that.
0: That would help. So then 1992 through 1994, so three seasons, some Ligori guy was the, uh, was the head coach.
1: Yeah, he's out Lincoln. How,
0: what's that? I think he's Lincoln, ex-Lincoln coach or something. Could be. Don't know. And you were here for that, right? 93, 94, or just 94?
1: 93, fall of
0: 93. Okay. Um, so I don't know if Youngberg coached in 80 and 90, sorry, 88 and 89 and 90. I'm not sure how all that went down, but anyway, we're we're missing that that 1989 fall. So Scott Perry, 95 to 99. He was there when I started. Left to be uh, an administrator up north in a smaller school. Do I have that correct?
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: Um, Then Renee Dembesty, 2000 and 2001. Michelle Lester in 2002. And then she left to go to Indianola. Mm Jill Kiger, 2003 to 2006. And then she left to go to Winterset, which is where her husband was teaching. And she's now uh, building principal, I think, down there. One of the elementary oh, schools, I think. I didn't know that. Um, Renee Robinson was in 2007 and eight. Brooke Byers 2009 through 2014, long stint for Brooke. Brad Bigsby, 2015 to 2017, and I don't know why I thought Olivia was here longer than two years, but I, I and maybe she was here three years, and I might be off somewhere in my count. Um, but, but Olivia's Lintick was here, um, and now this year in 2020 we have Jenna Carpook. And what I just tell you, since 1990 or since 1988, one, two, three, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11. We had 12 coaches, volleyball coaches in that time. I'm hoping that Jenna Carpuck will be with us for an extended period. You know, she's in the building um, and, and she's young. So I'm hoping she's fully invested for staying for a long time.
1: Cause 12 is a huge number for that short yeah. amount of time. I mean, we've yeah. got a lot of coaches around for the different sports that have been, well, you named them the other day, just been here right. some 20, some years.
0: Yeah. And, and there's, there's more of us getting, you know, getting closer to that 20 year mark than, uh, than away from the 20 year mark. So that's it for history. I don't know what we're going to do next time for history. So I don't know. Moving on to the positive. And this one was big. you know I told you last week that we had we had two positives and I went with the one which was the uh, um, Gene Berger and, and Tom Keating for the Girls' Union and the Boys Association as far as having us doing sports this one this week is is kNIA KRLS radio who has now picked us up uh, among other uh, a couple other schools uh, and communities but it, it's good we're on the radio for the first time We have a radio um, station that, that's covering us, and, you know, have had to do an interview um, the last couple of weeks with them, even after the Carlisle game. Um, John Mowinkle who is our guy, he, he's our play-by-play, and then our very own Chris Larson is our color, and they did the, the Carlisle game and even got to do a post-game interview. That, that is, I've never had to do that before, you know, an on-the-air mm-hmm. interview, and so it is a uh, little interesting as far as me getting used to that and part of my routine. We we will hopefully get that Like He had to. John had to text me um, after the Carlisle game and say, "Hey, uh, if you got time and you remember, can you come up and do an interview? You know, we talked about it earlier in the week. Can you do it now? But well, you got to walk. You got to walk all the way up the booth. Um, I will at home games. I just think it's 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 awesome that we finally have some coverage." know and part of the reason why this podcast is going right was because we felt like you know people just don't cover high school sports the way they they used to do it and now here we are with our very own um color and play-by-play guy for norwalk football on the radio and i think it's awesome
1: yeah all right well it's great to have larson doing it he's always pretty witty and has some good insights um hopefully I didn't get to hear the broadcast. Hopefully, he didn't get too jacked up when Grant got a pick. But
0: Well, but see, you know, they didn't work. do last game. They just did oh, the Carnival. Yeah, last game. Yep. Okay. Last game and, and it's interesting, last game, so long story short, last game, it was the Indian Ola crew who was in one of the other communities that got picked up by them. So I think, I don't remember how many of the Little Hawkeye Conference they have, but they have quite, quite a few now. Little Hawkeye Conference. Well, John was coming to do sideline. He and I had talked earlier in the week even had talked a little bit on Friday that that he was coming to do the game for us on the sideline and going to try to do some you know on the side live reporting you know from the sideline well one of the guys covering the Pella Christian game who they played uh, PCM on Friday got sick and so John had to go cover the PC game the the Pella Christian game and so he wasn't even at our game and so they only interviewed Kluver after the game um and, instead of both of us so Moving forward, though, I think they're with us the rest of the year. Um, no other crews coming in, nothing else. So it'll just be John and Chris uh, for the last five games as we, as we go through. So Pretty exciting that we have a we have a uh, radio coverage.
1: Yeah, it's nice to have a stadium where the uh, radio broadcast team doesn't have to sit with the home team in the booth too.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, and and get to hear calls and things like that and, and yeah. chatter on the uh, on the headset. So that's it for for us. Do you have anything final that you want to? want to throw out there? Nope. Okay. Well, hopefully the two of us can, can do a better job of becoming a little bit more consistent and regular um, as far as like day of the week. Because today's Tuesday, last week was Monday. Um, we'll try to come up with something. But right now we're, we're doing, we're taking time, um, you know, whenever we can get it and, and coming through. So this was episode 18 of Talking the Walk. Title name or title of the, the episode was Alan. Iverson. I'm Paul Patterson. And Tom Scow. Thanks for listening. Closing time. Thank you for listening to the Talking the Walk podcast show. Yeah.